about 40 minutes away from Grodna, father's going to I guess I'll start with an uh, apropos uh, uh, anecdote. I was once with uh, uh, Elia Bishkovsky's kind of brother. He was Rosh Hashiva Kvarsidim. And it was at a family, the Sheva Brachas. He was an uncle from one side, I was a cousin on the other side. I was young Bacha. And I asked him where he learned. So he looked at me and he's, he's a very sharp person, very witty, very, very schmacker person. He said, I learned in many places. Which means I didn't learn anywhere. You know, Salkopana, we've been in Grodny, in Klesk, in Raden, um, in the Vardak. So I guess if in two days we covered uh, so many yeshivas, I guess we didn't learn anywhere. Um, Grodna was a, a, an, an extremely important yeshiva. It was very, very distinct from other yeshivas. It, it was the only yeshiva started by Bachram, actually. And what happened was, Bachram got stuck in Grodna after World War One. During World War One, it was hard to go back and forth. And Vimela, they decided to form a kibbutz, Bachram learning together. They they got somebody to say share. They the person left back and forth. Reb Chaim was very concerned about it, and he called on Reb Shimon Shkop to go and head the yeshiva. Reb Shimon Shkop was born in 1860. He learned the Molozhin. He was one of Reb Chaim's special chabura, and Reb Chaim, he was one of Reb Chaim Briska's closest Hamidim. And he had been a Rosh Hashim in Tells. He married Reb Lazer Gordon's niece. Um, he was a he had he was a rav in Brainsk and had a yeshiva and a malch. And he really wasn't interested in taking on a yeshiva because of the headaches, the fundraising, etc., etc. He was very reluctant. Reb Chaim pressed on him, and he made a t'nai with him that he would not have the burden of fundraising. And Reb Chaim promised him. At the end, it did fall on him anyway. But Al Kapanim, he went to Grodna, and he um, headed the yeshiva for 20 years until his Ptira basically right at the outbreak of the war um, it was a short time but Reb Shemeshkop had Talmidim and Tells Shemeshkop was world renowned for his Amkas and learning he had a unique derech of learning that was a branch of Reb Chaim Briskas Mahalach it was considered by many to be deepest type of lambdas. Some people took issue with his Derech um, Alimut. He was, um, some people felt it went past lambdas and it was abstract and, and far off from Pshat. Uh, on the other hand, many people felt that this is the most emistic and deepest version of Torah. It, it became sort of a description of the people who held by it held, held that this is the Torah at its best. Other people felt it was too gone. He, there's a Chiddush in his Sefer over other Rosh Hashivas for him. He wrote a Sefer called Shari Yosher, which is put together from things, and somebody actually edited it with him. But Shari Yosher was unique. It's not Shigurim, the Fisei, the Ramesechda. It's topics. And he 
she became a Chava Knesset, Chavrat Knesset. People make a mistake, they say it's Shalom and Aloni. Her, her name was Alon, I believe. Oh, Ilan, Ilan. That was the name, Ilan. I forgot her first name. And she was a left-wing Chavrat um, Knesset. Her son, it's very famous, her son was captured. So this is Reb Shimon Shkops, a great-grandson, was captured by the Syrians. He was tortured to death. And they didn't know if he gave away some very important secret information. When they, when they got his body back from the Syrians and they were doing Tara, they found under his fingernail a piece of paper and he had written in blood, Lo Bagadati, I did not betray. And this became, this is one of the, of the Israeli, you know, Hall of Fame heroics. A side note to that story is, they lost that piece of paper, and for years they couldn't find it. They finally found it a, a, a while back, they found the paper. Somehow, it, and this is, one, this is one of the famous, um, you know, it, not a myth in the sense of being fake, but a myth in the sense of that. That was a, 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 an extraordinary side note of it. He also had, um, some of his Talmudim were more modern. It, it was sort of a, a, a yeshiva where they, they you know, his Mahalach of Shimon was very put together. It, it allowed for it. So Rav Unterman, who became the Rabbi Russian Yisrael, was a Talmud of his. Um, there was Simcha Saf, who was a great researcher, an extraordinary Talmud Chacham, an extraordinary researcher on and so on. And eventually he sat on the, on, in, in the Supreme Court in Israel. He was a Talmud of his. He had Talmudim who were sort of, it became later on, went into, um, you know, academia, became public figures. It, it, it was, there were Talmudim like that over there. Um, his, his own yeshiva obviously disintegrated to the war. It was, he would die and the yeshiva was gone. The Talmudim attached themselves to other places, the mirror and whatever. Um, he, his granddaughter married Reb Zelig Epstein from New York um, his wife was a shkup and he, and, and he himself was a Tarvadas many years he re-established the yeshiva that he established was called Shari Yesher and that was um, on, on, it, that was the name on, on the name of the safe that was the, the, the reason why it's called Shari Yesher um, Al Kapanim Yaakov fought the Malach 
of Esau, and he won, but he was left, um, you know, limping on a foot. He says it teaches us that whenever you have any contact with bad or evil, even if you win, you're going to be affected by it. So a person shouldn't just say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wrestling with it and I'm against it. Now, Christians should be very wary and understand. That's what he writes. It's, uh, it's a do the regard from him. Um, and he, that's basically um, what, what the Shiva was. Again, looking in retrospect, he, I mean, he did go over his tire and tells. He did give it over in, in Malch. But his, his, his main place was those 20 years in in, uh, in uh, and that became another piece of what we call the world of Lundis. Um He worked very hard on developing the ideas of the Lundis, of the Svaris, um, and he had a whole system. And again, some people feel it's philosophical too much, other people feel it's a, it's a tremendous shlemus. You, you don't get another Svaris, but be it as it may, that's what he had. They say over from, from the Chazanish, I, I, you can't say it over as Kielu. he said it definitively, but it was a feeling. He was Nifta and Rabbi were Nifta right before the war, right after, you know, in, in that Kufa when the war was starting. And, and he said, to such a game of Torah, this chus would have helped. Kaddish Baruch had to take away the two most miyagi'ah Torah in order to bring the Chorba down. That was a Hagosh and a Chaznish about these two people. Okay.